ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to American Arsenology, brought to you by Bad Bunny, destroying island territories, one mega concert at a time. I'm your host, Bariqua Johnson, and now, tonight's top stories. Welcome back, me gunners and me gunnerettes. Arsenal have been dumped from the FA Cup 1-0 by Nottingham Forest. It was an interesting match with all sorts of bizarre storylines. So let's get right into it. The opening storyboard of this one featured a sullen-eyed Mikel Arteta returning to the touchline after his second bout with COVID-19. And he squared off against the Welsh Tim Curry. Yes, it was Steve Cooper and his Nottingham Forest as the Spaniard and the Welshman did battle at the city ground. It was a fascinating encounter with all sorts of Combobulations and gyrations. So let's dive a little deeper. The rundown on the starting 11 featured a theme of rotation, 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 and youthful youthfulness. As there was a return for Cupkeeper, Burn Leno in goal. Hey Leno, how are you, my friend? And in front of the German, it was Rob the Rug, Rob Holdini Holding, partnered with Benjamin Benjamin Blanco White. This was a Portuguese set of fullbacks with Cedric Rick Marenes Soares on the right and Nuno Tavares on the left. And folks, in front of them was a double pivot of Albert Sambilaconga and Charlie Patino. Oh man, it was nice to see Patino and Laconga. Laconga and Patino. What a future, what a future. And in front of the double pivot, a front four featuring experience class and fantastic phenomenal ability. It was Gabriel Martinelli on the left. Martin Udi got through the middle. And Bukayo Little Chili Saka on the right. Up top, there was a big, big, big opportunity. A big, big, big carrot given to Eddie Nketia. Yes, folks. It was a huge opportunity for the English striker. And sadly, 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 folks, he fell flat on his face. Hey, okay, last week, nothing went right. I bought a waterbed. There were two Cuban guys swimming in it looking for Florida. The first 10 minutes of this one featured Arsenal largely in domination. As they were adjusting to the away crowd who was raucous and loud on the day. It was a free kick from Udegaard and a few other passes from the Norwegian. But the opening salvo, those ten minutes, it was largely eventless. However, one Jed Spence looked like he was out to prove himself, folks, and he would have a big day. And then 
in the 11th minute. AB's half flashpoint from this game. As the loose, loose, loose cannon Maserati, Nuno Tavares would fire a shot on goal. But it was his own goal. He shot at Bern Leno in a bizarre back pass. Leno was frightened, he was startled, and said, what the fuck? Uh, my English uh, is not perfect, but I have to tell you, uh, your beer is like swill to us. Uh, do I have that right? I'm saying that only a swine would drink this beer. Yeah. More casual, comfortable play from Arsenal as the game progressed. In the 19th minute, there was a chance for Martinelli to go on one of his rampaging 1v1 runs. But he dribbled the ball out of bounds and it came to nothing. And on the day, it was Jed Spence who would display his English 1v1 moves. And folks, going into this one, we would not have predicted the Jed Spence on the right and fucking Gingerbread Colback on the left would pocket Gabriel Martinelli and Bukayo Saka on the day. This was not part of the script. However, credit to both the Ginger and the Spence. Eddie and Ketia was trying to make things happen, but I don't know what was in his boots on the day, folks. Or in his head, but he was well off the mark. He was poor, poor, poor. So much was at stake. It was a massive opportunity for this young man. And we have been singing his praises as of late. Look, Enketia has looked sharp. He has looked fit. He has looked fresh. And he has looked lively. And more likely to produce end product in the box than many of Arsenal's strikers. However, against Forrest... At the city ground, he was piss fucking poor. Things were going good, weren't they? Uh, that's exactly why I had to blow it up. I don't know what organ or bone people have that makes them act right, but I was born without it. I'm no good. And folks, things did not get better for Arsenal as the match progressed. From the 30th minute to the 45th. Arsenal, yes, they were in possession. They had the lion's share of the ball, but they never looked threatening, folks. And they could not produce one single solitary shot on target. Eddie Nketiah was flailing around, writhing, sliding, but not as effectively as Alexander Lacazette, it must be said. Yes, perhaps, perhaps, Arteta did wait a bit long to bring on Lacazette. And Ketia was floundering, and there was no goal threat coming from Arsenal, nothing of significance. Rob Holding would take a fucking hilarious, wild, fucking awful, terrible, fucking terrible half folly with the outside of his boot that would go out for a throw. <laughs> the rug, the rug, man, the rug cracks me up. I love the rug. The first half came to its conclusion. And Arsenal were apathetic and uninterested. The energy was low from the manager, from the players, and from the whitest of white kits. <laughs> 
age of 23 years young. In many ways, we were gazing into the future as 22-year-old Sambila Konga played the six and an 18-year-old Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie Patino, played the eight. And then... Mr. Old Man himself, the 23-year-old Martin Hoodygaard, pulling the strings as our number 10. And while this young, young gun project under Mikel Arteta is clearly moving in the right direction, in an FA Cup away match, anything can happen. And on Sunday, it was clear, it was clear that we missed our senior leadership. Folks, as much as you don't want to hear it, folks, we missed Granit Xhaka. We missed his progressive passing. We missed his ball retention. And we missed him standing up and protecting Bukayo Saka. If Granny Chaka was on the pitch, he would have slapped the gingerbread man Jack back silly. Number number two. Nuno Tavares. He was given the hook. After just 35 minutes of football, 35 minutes. Listen, listen. When a manager makes a move like this, it indeed puts a public spotlight of shame on a footballer. It is a harsh, harsh, bright light. And it is hard to take at any age but even more so for a young player. It is ever so hard. And given Mikel Arteta did back Nuno Tavares after his performance against Liverpool, it was a surprise to see him so irate with Tavares in this one. Let me say this. While Nuno Tavares did give away possession nine times in just 35 minutes of play, here at American Arsenology, we would play Tavares at right back over Cedric Rick Marenes any day of the damn week. We must now keep an eye on how Mikel rebuilds trust with the promising young Portuguese. 
Because with the sleeveless Kieran Tierney so susceptible to injuries, Arteta may need Nuno on his best game, ready to go at a moment's notice. Forty-five had begun. With Eddie and Katia looking dull as ditch fucking water. Arsenal were lifeless, limp, 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 and very ineffectual in this one, folks. It was Forrest who would generate a decent half chance from a half volley off a cross. More play from Forrest as they look dangerous from a corner. But folks, in the 57th minute, the biggest chance for Arsenal of this game, as Bukayo Saka scissored and cut and scissored and cut and cut and scissored and played in a peach, peach, peach of a pass. Peach Pass. <laughs> to Eddie Nketia. The English forward went with his head for a chance he is known for gobbling, gobbling up. But bizarrely so. Nketia was slammed right in the face and it was an awkward and embarrassing header off target. It was the one big chance of the game for Arsenal created by Bukayo Saka and it came to utter shit. How do you know so much about Oops I Crap My Pants? I'm wearing them and I just did. <laughs> Thanks, oops, I crap my pants. Listen, your the pharmacist and just say, oops, I crap my pants. From Parker and Gap. Alexander Lacazette would come on for the young Charlie. Charlie, Charlie's got a golden ticket. Charlie Patino. In the 69th minute. The Pink Panther for the Golden Boy. It was a solid outing from Patino as... On paper, his numbers were bright as he completed a high percentage of passes and looked up for the moment despite having a deep impact on this match. Lacazette's contribution to this one, folks, however, would be minimal as the Pink Panther would stumble and bumble around a bit, noticeably on one big occasion when Bukai Osaka... Mr. Chan's creator on the day, Little Chili Stir Fry, flipped in a ball that Alexander Lacazette would challenge for. Bizarrely so, Mr. Clouseau, the Pink Panther, 
Let the ball run through his legs. It was an odd decision from Lacazette. I don't know if he was looking for a pen. I don't get why he did not try to strike on goal. Nonetheless, it came to nothing, and it was one of those small half chances on the day. It was all we could create. I'm sure you gentlemen are famished from your travels. Hope you like Triscuits. Some pimento loaf. And folks, in the 83rd, the inevitable struck. As I would Sambilakonga's casual nature on the ball would cost Arsenal another goal and send them out of the FA Cup. Listen, Sambi is someone I rate and have big upped very much on this show when he has played. But I have also said that he needed minutes. He needed match fitness. Or games like this, moments like this were possible. It's not the first time I recognize that. However, I believe Arteta should have built in minutes for the young man. This casual scoop would go ball to arm on a forest player, not a handball. And Forrest would capitalize in transition with a goal from the scruffy fucking scruffalophagus, Lewis Graben. It was a mistake from Zombie, there is no doubt of this. And what must also be pointed out is the bizarre fucking nature of Cedric Saurez on this play. As Cedric ran back with all of his Rick Moranis might. He took an odd, 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 bizarre line in defending the cross. Rather than go in front of Graben to cut out the cross, to kill the danger, Cedric bizarrely gives up all sense of accountability and goes fucking behind Graben. What is he doing on this play, man? Folks can blame Benny White all they want. Maybe Ben Blanco could have done better. But what is for sure is that Cedric Saurez looked like a fucking lost moron. What were you doing, Ricky Morenes? It was the goal that won the match and sent Arsenal crashing out. Steve Cooper, the Welsh Tim Curry, would punch towards the ground in his black-hooded sweatshirt. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. The second half came to its conclusion, and as always, there were three big pulsating second half takeaways. Number number one. Eddie and Katia was disconnected. He failed to impress on what was a huge day for him personally. 
Mikel Arteta publicly stating he wants to keep the young English striker at Arsenal. And Eddie Nketiah himself claiming that his concerns relate to playing time. This was a massive opportunity. A chance to shine and help Arsenal into the next round. But rather than illuminate the city ground, Enketia was dull, lifeless, and he spurned the biggest chance of the match for Arsenal. After what was a fantastic cross from Bukayo Saka. Number, number two. Mr. Albert Zombie Lokonga. He returned to the starting 11 for the first time in what has felt like an eternity. It was a 4-3-3 on the day. With Zombie deployed as the lone six. And the Belgium was a calming, reassuring force. Connecting 93% of his passes. Which for the most part was short or intermediate range of 5, 10, 15 yards. And in the absence of Granny Chaka and Thomas Party, Lokongo was clearly tasked with getting Martin Udigard on the ball. And he largely did a fine job of that. And I genuinely believe that Lokonga is off to a flying start in his Arsenal career. He looked like a leader today on the pitch if you watched him closely. However, if there is to be one criticism of this young lad, it is a big one. And that is this. He is too casual at times. Too fucking casual, zombie. Cannot do that at this level, man. Against Forrest, Zombie's naivete bit him in the ass again. As it was that language scoop that was intercepted and subsequently punished by Louis Graben. Given Mikel Arteta played a similar role during his playing career, one must only imagine that Zombie Lakonga will be getting an earful from Spanish Michael. And finally, Arsenal's young guns have been eliminated from the FA Cup. And this is bitterly disappointing. There is no other way to spin it. It fucking sucks, man. The players were bathed and drenched in a comfortability we had hoped was run dry after the heroic 10-man performance against Man City. And folks, given all the talk of who our next captain should be, in a lot of ways, today showed us who the qualified candidates really are. Aaron Ramsdale. Gabriel Magalish 
And yes, folks, yes, Granite Shaka. There was no urgency. There was no bite in the tackle. And in many ways, there was no leadership on display in the last two forest. And Tom, as you well know, we need a little push to all be smiling again. <laughs>